0: the in the views podcast it's been a heck of a week um we have a special guest with us today uh, it goes by the name josh walker or most of you may know him by josh you trip <laughs> how you doing today
1: i'm doing great yeah i'm tired it's, it's been a long year uh, i'll correct you and say it's been a long year. It's been like, it's been quite a year but i'm good i'm good how are you I'm
0: doing good. I, I mean, you know what's crazy is, um, so I'm in Atlanta right now. Um, so I didn't, I, d- I didn't really think that I would get any notifications or anything, but I just got a notification on my phone. I have an iPhone. I don't know if that matters or not, but oh, saying free, that free. they, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is a
1: stay at home yes. COVID has been screaming at me today too. I'm like, I'm already home. Okay. Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> but it's crazy Man. that it's following you all the way to Georgia.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's it's crazy out here because like half the people wear masks, the other half don't, and it's oh,
1: it's yeah. like
0: I don't know what's going on out here, but you know, not even the cops wear their mask. I'm just no, like, no. Dang.
1: I'm so I'm from South Carolina, and I was actually down south uh, this summer at the start of all uh-huh. this, and it's the it's the same thing in South Carolina. People are just like, mm, it's fine. <laughs> i won't get it i'm like oh okay maybe yeah, that's good that's right. good to no, know. maybe if i have that mentality i won't get it either right. uh, but i don't i don't understand i got my mask on
0: yeah i always have my mask on i feel it's, it's crazy now like i don't even like i can't even leave the house i feel like naked if i don't have my mask on now
1: <laughs> you know what i was on a zoom today uh for mm-hmm. work and this guy had his mask on the zoom i was like dang you think you're gonna get it from the computer but i'm sure you has somebody in his house i don't know what was going on inside his house but i just happened to look at his square and he put his mask on like mid-meeting i was like "Wait, that's, that's crazy. It,
0: <laughs> it could hey you never know so you're right no, at this point it
1: is gonna mutate to transfer through the phone through this podcast right. it's okay y'all got tested i'm negative <laughs>
0: Man, yeah. I've I've been tested like what three different times. Same. Like but negative every time, which is good. So, you know. But what's crazy is before this whole thing popped off, I could have swore I had it. Like I thought I was dying. Like I I don't usually go to the hospital. I used to work in the um like at the hospitals and so I know when Certain people go in there and they're sick. All they're going to do is give you some, you know, Tylenol or, mm-hmm. you know, some ibuprofen or something like that. Right. So I don't even really waste my time, you know, like <laughs> spending those hours in there to give them, you know, $900 or whatever. But, um, yeah, so, like, I was really, really sick. Like, like, I was in my room under the blankets with the heater on and I was still, like, shaking because I was so cold. Which was a problem. And then, like, it was just so bad. Like, my bones were aching, everything. Like, I I didn't eat. And then, when I did eat, I couldn't taste anything. You know, it was crazy. So, like, I went to the hospital and they're like, oh, you have pneumonia and a fever. I was like, Mm -hmm. and the flu. I was like, dang, it's a good thing I came because, like, I, I didn't. I, don't, I felt like I was dying. Like, I felt bad. Really did bad. Did you take like, the
1: antibodies test?
0: To see um, if you did have it at one point? No, I didn't take that at I, all. I guess I you, it's I
1: guess expensive, it. expensive to take it, but I guess it's a <laughs> test you can take to see if you had it.
0: Oh, wow. I guess. Yeah, Maybe I, not might, spread I might this have to
1: check that out. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all do your research. Don't know, listen to me. I don't know. I'm not a COVID expert. <laughs> Email Dr. Nobody Fauci. is right now Everyone right? <laughs> me, You you're right That's why I just keep my mask on That's, keep what,
0: that's why we're having another shutdown 10 months later
1: oh, God. <laughs> Tell me about it Tell me about it. If I don't, I can, if I if don't me get out this of this country here Pretty soon I need, oh to be trips, I need to be on a vacation I need to be thriving someplace else Y'all need to get me out of here Stay home <laughs> so I can go somewhere okay?
0: Right man I was supposed to go to Peru this year Didn't happen I was supposed to go um, to Africa
1: twice this year, man. Oh man, twice. Twice this year in May oh, and man. in August. So, or no, sorry, May and October.
0: <clears throat>
1: man, that's that.
0: I want to get there. I, no, I definitely want to get there. Um, yeah, maybe well, twice, this whole year life. is done. So, <laughs> no,
1: right, it's it away. Throw the whole year away at this point. Yeah, this whole
0: year has just been
1: like. <laughs> well, you know what that that I I say that a lot. I've been I really have been trying to say positive about this year because I can really not that it's an Olympics about who has been the most, uh, put out by this year. Um, I've had like a lot of shit happening this year and I really have been trying to reframe my thinking to make it a lot more positive than it is because the fact is is that this year is absolute garbage, but there have been a lot of really good things that's happened to me this year. So I'm trying to focus on that and if the universe and God and Jesus and everybody listening up there to please save us <laughs> in 2021 so that I can all this stuff that I put on hold for this year, I'm yeah. ready for it to happen in 2021. So I, that's what I've been looking at. I've been just getting myself prepared. Okay. You I know, think I
0: should probably think that, you know, I should start thinking that way a little bit.
1: You're still alive. <laughs> I'm over here. You, know, you're, you think you're still alive? You still have a yeah. job? You're I'm out here work. in Atlanta
0: just like. Yeah.
1: You're you're you're, you're doing all right. I'm
0: actually blessed enough to be able to you know get out, you know not just be yeah. stuck in California. Well, when but, you, you know. really
1: think about what this virus has done to people. Really, just like, people have really literally been put out, you know, been mm-hmm. evicted because they can't pay their rent or they can't you know yeah. feed their families and things like that. And the more I talk about this with people and the societal impact of it, it's just. Is baffling when you really sit and think and try to put yourself in someone else's position because people are really yeah. having it hard right now, really, really hard. And here I am in my house, my apartment. I got my laptop, my phone. You know, I have, I have things. I have. I'm blessed, so I'm. I'm just trying yeah. to be. No, I can't have the birthday I wanted. No, I can't just hop on a plane and go to London or uh, Peru or Africa. But I'm still alive and I still have a job that is allowing me to save and I'm good. Yeah.
0: Well, oh, that's good. Um, I, I like that um, that mindset. <laughs> we need to all start thinking a little bit more like that. If not all the way
1: like that, just a little bit, you a know. Because like... I'm not all the way like I'm telling y'all this, but there are days where I'm like, yeah, get off and like ready to go somewhere, but I'm, yeah,
0: it's a mm-hmm.
1: process. So you know, we gotta slowly make these changes to think to think differently.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, um, man. So like. Let's just start this off. Um, I kind of want to... Oh, you mean this isn't a COVID conversation? (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get back into that. I'm pretty sure it will creep us way back into it. Gotcha,
1: gotcha.
0: (laughs) I mean, but yeah, um, I was going to try to um, understand and learn like a little bit more about your journey, like where where you started, like, you know, you can go back as far as you want to.
1: Well... (laughs) day was October seventh, nineteen eighty eight hey. uh, no, so um let's give you the elevator pitch of my upbringing. so I am i'm thirty two I'm or I like to tell people that i'm twenty four I say i'm twenty four every year. Um, I grew up in South Carolina. I grew up on a farm in South Carolina um, and that's something that a lot of people don't people that know me or people that see me on instagram or whatever never believe that i grew up on a farm just because of kind of how i am and they just don't think that that's my that's my journey but it definitely is i'm a a hardcore outdoorsy farm boy uh country boy at heart i used to ride cows you know like that was like a thing that i did yeah like right that's (laughs) probably a problem but (laughs) i did it um so i'm from south carolina i'm the youngest of seven kids um I went to school in South Carolina. I was a, um, poli sci major and theater minor, which is very different. But when I got into college, I knew that I wanted to, uh, do something. I wanted to give back to the world in some way. Um, so Mm -hmm. I wanted to originally go into civil rights law Okay, um, because I, you know, the judicial system is, is real messed up. Um, especially as it relates to, like, race relations. So I really wanted to go into, in, into that. So when I got into college, I was a poli-sci major, but um, randomly I got, I saw that they were doing auditions for the One Act Play Festival in my theater department. And at that point, I had never really acted before. In high school, I was on the debate team, state champion. Um, but I also did, like, speech events. So I did, like, acting and things like that. So, But I was never actually performing. And I really wanted to. I knew I wanted to do performance and art and go into the arts but because of where I'm from and my upbringing like that was not really something that we did in my family so I never really got exposed to it until I got to college my first audition I ended up landing like the lead role in this play so then Mm -hmm. I was like wow I'm actually pretty good huh so I really and I fell in love with it because for me uh theater became it's how I found myself It's it's how I really came into myself I should say because I found okay. my confidence in theater. I became a better speaker because of theater. Um, I became more expressive because of theater. I learned how to handle emotions better because of theater. Um, you know, like I, because I was finally around other, you know, gay people, like I found myself in that area. So it just made me feel a lot more at home. And yeah. it, because of that, I was like, wow, so then maybe I'll just change my major and be a theater major instead. But then I'm like, wait a minute. I'm not trying to be in school forever. Let me just go ahead and like add this minor real quick. And I ended up changing my focus to, I still kept my poli-sci major, but I um, focused most of my energy on theater and performance. So after I graduated, my first job was with a touring theater company in Minnesota. Um, really? Yeah, random, cold. Uh, and then... <laughs> I'm not gonna bore you with the details that happened between Minnesota and California, but four years no, later, no,
0: go go ahead, man.
1: <laughs> this is a good
0: story, man. I'm I'm enjoying, it's, but it's so- I don't even I don't even want to um like cut you off because I'm like, well, hold on, <laughs> but I'm gonna let you keep going. All right,
1: <laughs> so okay, let me just remind this. So when I was in college, I was with I was on a I was in a uh improv group it was a social justice improv group called skin deep and I hate improv. I'm an actor, but I hate improv. I, I just, I'm uh-huh. just, I just, it's not my thing. But um, yeah. with, imp- with this group, we only did improv shows and sketches <clears throat> skits uh, about societal issues and we toured them. So we would go to schools or um, nonprofits and perform things about um, uh, STD prevention, or Mm -hmm. uh, religion, or race, or you know, uh, suicide, suicide prevention, things like that. So we would talk to kids about it. So from that, I started feeling like there is a way that I can use my art to give back to the community because, as we see, media is consumed by everybody, you know, and the arts are consumed by everybody. So if I can find a way to, to meld my desire for social justice and the art, that's what I wanted to do. So. My The job in uh, Minnesota was with a touring theater company for children. And we did essentially the same thing that we did in Skin Deep. So we would tour schools and uh, teach kids about how to stand up to bullies. And um, we talked about the environment. We talked about uh, like just fitting in in school. There's things like that to help schools, to help us yeah. through, get through being students. So after that... Um, Minnesota is a really cold place. (laughs) It's a really, really cold place. So coming from South Carolina, where we don't really have winters, to being thrown into um, our first winter, which we had two blizzards back-to-back um, I just got so sick of falling in the snow and falling on the ice, <laughs> waiting for the oh bus to you know, and, you know, having to, just to shovel our like touring car out of things, falling on. Like we literally, there was a show we went to, a uh, school performed that in northern Minnesota. I don't remember the town, but it was, it was snowing. Like it was legit snow. Like this wasn't like a, uh, you know, flurry or nothing. It was a, no. it was a snowstorm right and like several feet of snow at, at least at least two feet of snow the kids are still in school there because it's minnesota and they're used to it so i'm like yeah. so like and so the kids were we got there <clears throat> the kids are going on a recess we walk into the school they have um i've never seen this before all their like snowshoes and um like snow pants and stuff they have them out in the hallway drying because mm-hmm. it's you know they can't bring it into the classroom and the kids literally wow. bring like snowshoes like they go they go snowshoeing for recess um oh wow so <laughs> i'm like what is this so it's actually snowing so we're like trying to unload our set and like we're all literally it's like a u-haul truck essentially there's a mm-hmm. ramp that goes down so we were all just like falling on this ramp with heavy heavy like set pieces and props and stuff and after all that i'm just like i can't do this anymore i cannot do another contract <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to do? So um, I really wanted to focus on acting, though, and that was like my whole thing. I mm-hmm. didn't want to get a full-time job because I didn't want to uh, mess up my opportunity, the chances to do um, auditions and, and and book things. Uh, so I randomly got approached by someone on Facebook to interview as a manager in training for Abercrombie & Fitch. Um, so mm-hmm. I did that um, at the Mall of America, and that's... Mm-hmm. That kind of started like my the new trajectory of my life. So I ended up getting hired at the Mall of America as a manager in training. And for whatever reason, at Hollister, of all places, I got so <laughs> sucked into that company that I was like, this is all I want to do. I want to go corporate. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to make my way up into, I, you know, brainwashed. So yes. then, um, you know, <laughs> years go by. They promote me. I get moved to Milwaukee, of all places, oh. a place I never thought I would want to go. I didn't want to go, I don't want to go back. Um, oh, so I was there for two years. I was store manager there. And it was just so much of like doing something I didn't want to do. And one day I woke up and I was like, I don't want to be here anymore. And I don't want to do this anymore. I'm not doing what I love. So I made a decision to kind of be spontaneous. I I wanted to go back to school for acting. So I was looking at grad programs and eventually I found a program in, in, here in L.A., uh, it was a conservatory. I auditioned for it. Um, they were going to give me a pretty decent <clears throat> scholarship. But then, uh, you know, something was in my head telling me that this was not move for me, even though I'd already decided to move to California. I quit my job. I, you know, moved out of my apartment. <clears throat> I mm-hmm. picked a roommate and everything. But literally a, two weeks before school was supposed to start, I decided that I wasn't going to school, but I was just going to move out here anyway. So yeah. I just moved <laughs> and um, I had nothing when I came here. No apartment, no job, barely any savings. I was staying in Airbnbs for a long time. I was staying with friends. The Airbnb we got the first time got broken into. So what? we had to go back to my friend. Yes, it was a mess. So like my journey getting to LA was up. What, my, the first three to six months of being in LA, I think were some of the most stressful times of my life because I was so broke. I was so mm-hmm. unhappy. I was like unhealthy because I was drinking that two dollar wine from Trader Joe's, you oh, know. Yeah. Because I was just trying to, I, know what you're I was just about. trying to two buck truck. I was just trying to cope. So like, I was, you know, yeah. doing all that. So um, my first job here, randomly, I was an interior designer. Uh, I've never done interior design in my life, but they liked my style, so they're like, you know, we're hiring you. So I did that, and I ended up again randomly had celebrity clients. Like people were like literally just giving me their credit cards and like to decorate their house. Um, oh, wow. And I got sick of that job after a couple of years. I was a temp <laughs> for a little bit. And then fast forward to a couple of years ago, I started working for Dr. Phil. Okay. Uh, so that was that was my first in for the entertainment industry um i should also go back on the side when i first moved here i started a production group called the social renaissance project and we create content about social issues as well we're not so um we don't really produce much content now because we're busy, but um yeah. back in the day we were just returning ourselves all the time because we were part time and broke and I had nothing else to do. You know, I didn't have a job. <laughs> so um, but now because I have a full time job, it's different. But you know, with Dr. Phil, that was a experience in and of itself. If you want to ask questions, feel free. But I'm, I try to wow. I try to block that 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 that, that <laughs> chapter <laughs> of my life out too. Oh um, man. So, yeah, I was about to go. On, I'm
0: like, wait, wait, hold on now. <laughs> no, go ahead. No, you're
1: good. <laughs> so I was going to say, so fast forward to now, I work for Viacom CBS in the Office of Global Inclusion. Um, so, I'm able to do all the things that I want to do now um, because I'm, while I'm not actually the creative part of this, like we still work with all mm-hmm. of our shows, um, still focusing on media and the media content and making sure that we're providing diverse content and content that's inclusive and also content that is authentic. Um, That's like Mm -hmm. a really big thing for me. And that's why I started my blog three years ago was I really wanted to make sure that content was created that was reflective of the audience that was viewing it. So when I wanted to start doing travel, I would look at, you know, you would search travel blogger on Instagram. And what do you see when you search that white girls, white boys, You know what I mean? Yeah. It's always the same. And it's like you have to scroll, 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 scroll before you find like a single black person. And that's, you mm. know, chances are that's travel noir. Um, so it's <laughs> like, uh, I was like, well, we need to, I know that there are black people out here traveling. Mm-hmm. So who's, you know, who's speaking to us about what we need to do when we travel? I was, I literally watched a, a blog, a vlog on YouTube of this blogger, blogger, and he was in Africa, a white guy. And he, mm-hmm. uh, he It was very, very, very clear that he was speaking to a white audience because of what he was saying um about like how you'll feel safe if you look like me basically so it was a I it know. was a whole big thing so I, I i was bothered by that because like who's speaking to us and i that we needed a guide, and um yeah. that's why that's why I started my blog, okay.
0: All right. And on your blog, uh, I want to put it in the description as well. But, um, yeah. like, what's the name of the blog? Like, where, yeah. where can we find it?
1: So it's called Joshua Trippin'. Um, and the blog is the same as my Instagram Joshua Trippin' and Josh U. Um I also have a podcast called Joshua Trippin', a Black Guys Travel podcast. Um, yeah. So I'm mostly on Instagram and, uh, and my blog and then my podcast, which I've taken a break on. But that's me. Okay. And and where is your podcast usually? Is it like on? Um, yeah, it's it available Apple Music? everywhere that you can stream. You can stream podcasts. Okay, Music, perfect. Spotify. Um, those other ones that I don't know the name of. <laughs> <It is everywhere. laughs> right. Uh, I promise. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Good. That's good. Um, that's really good, man. Uh, it's nice to hear that, and it's nice to know that you're actually noticing like when you look like for instance like you're saying about the blogs like how there's there's nothing for us in there <laughs> and it's um it,
1: yeah
0: it, it, but it, you gotta it, dig you know, around to
1: find it and that's the privilege in all this is that we don't people uh non-bipoc folks do not have to try to find information that pertains to us and that is a really huge privilege that uh white people have in all aspects of life but especially in the travel industry You don't have to – if you're not black or a person of color, you don't necessarily have to Google what is it like for white people in London or what Mm -hmm. is it like for white people in Barcelona. You know what I mean? So that's like – because it's a safety thing in that, uh, you
0: know. It's kind of like a – it's kind of like when you were talking about it, I was thinking of it as like the Green Book.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. It's funny as as that sounds. Like I I was just thinking about that. You know, what's kind of funny is on my way to Atlanta, I was in Texas, and we drove from Texas to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. but we stopped in louisiana and um we went to the french quarter man the food i i am going to lie like i've had supposedly louisiana food before but mm. no it's it's nothing like being on the french quarter I, that food was so delicious
1: <laughs> is it heavy in fish or seafood it is heavy it's yeah.
0: really heavy in uh, seafood I'm I'm,
1: a, I'm allergic to shellfish and I don't really eat. Fish. Oh. So it's yeah. like when people talk about like areas like this, I'm always like, oh, I'm sure the food is so great for you, but I won't enjoy myself. You know, <laughs> It's like whenever someone's like, I was in Seattle a, couple, uh, a weekend ago and like fish yeah. is a big thing there, like salmon. And yes. everyone's like eating all this salmon stuff. And I'm like, what's for me though? <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, yeah. That's. But Man, sorry, I didn't mean to
1: interrupt I'm like you. I'm sure you oh, had a no, great time. Oh, in Louisiana.
0: No, please talk about your Louisiana experience. <laughs> well, um, it was kind of like um, like what you were saying, like, about the Green Book area thing. Like, because, like, I was in the French Quarter. And then, like, before I started my trip to Alabama, I mean, uh, not Alabama. I did go through Alabama, too. Mm-hmm. But um, when I uh, went to ATL, like, um i went to a gas station but it wasn't it was like right outside of downtown louisiana area like right past the superdome um i went there and then like i i start going inside and you know like there's these guys in there and they have like red bandanas and i'm like okay you know that's cool you yeah. know, I, it, it doesn't scare me or anything. You know, I'm just like, I, I'm doing my own thing. As long as I don't mess with anybody, they shouldn't, you know, most of the time mess with me. So then I come outside and um, there's a car backed up right behind my car. And it's like they were waiting for me to come outside. So as soon as I come out, they get out of their car. And like, I say hey to everybody and I say hi to everyone. I, and I wave at them. I'm like, hey, you know, what's going on? And I don't say that. I'm just like, hey. And then they, I guess they saw that I was like, I ain't, I ain't with that business. So Mm -hmm. they kind of just left. They they went away. And I started to realize. I started to look around, and all I saw was red bandanas everywhere. I'm just like, oh no. And I I have the only blue car. (laughs) I'm so I'm in this blue car, and I start to like put everything together. I'm like, oh. Okay. oh gang activities yes oh yeah. ooh, ooh. <laughs> so <laughs> so i see everyone like just staring at me and i'm just like oh no it's time to go ooh. i came to the wrong area with the wrong car <laughs> so but i would have never known that like because it's literally like not too far from the superdome in downtown so i i didn't i you know like and i know there's plenty of places that are like that like when like so I'm from California so I know where and where not to go in Oakland, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> but not everyone knows like where and where not to go, so like I think like that that's a that's a good thing. That's what I'm getting at is like your blog and um you know, things for people to know
1: that are of, you know, It's important to share, and it's also important to share, I think it's important to share these types of stories, what you just shared Mm -hmm. as well, because those are things that, because, okay, you have to take these with a grain of salt, too, because when Mm -hmm. I went to Barcelona for the first time, that was my first time going out of the country, Uh Um, and so I was like, okay, what is it like for black people to go, so I'd ask some, you know, my black friends who had gone to Barcelona, and this one girl, um, was like oh it's the most racist place i've ever been to in my life and i was like wow really um because that was really one of the only experiences that i heard um that was negative about barcelona um yes. just going into it and you know but my experience was very very different like everyone that i came in contact with was very friendly um but i think it's so important to share those stories because it could possibly happen and i think this is the, being, the the awareness of it when i was in minnesota yes. there was a time when um and I, you know, I've been called the, uh, yeah,
0: no, uh, I know. Okay. I know exactly like, the word.
1: Do I want to give the word? Do I want to say it on the podcast or not? I've been called the N word. I'll say that. I've been called the N word. Okay. Uh, several times in my life, you know, especially back in the South. Um, mm-hmm. but when I was in Minnesota, we were up, up North, some, in, somewhere in the sticks. Um, I have a black tour partner and a white tour partner. Um, and we're mm-hmm. in this little family, we stopped to get gas, um, we, there's a, a truck, a big truck pulls up uh, next to us. I go in the store to get like snacks, coffee or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. My the, my uh, partner's getting gas. We leave, that truck waits for us to leave and they're like riding our tail. And as soon as we, they pass us and they shout that word out the window. And <sighs> so it's just like, and this was, this was 2011. Yeah. Um, so it really wasn't that long ago. Um, and no. even, even here in LA last year, uh, a man called me that in driving on the one-on-one freeway. So oh, <laughs> it, it, I think that we, there are people everywhere, but I just think that, yeah. you know, sharing stories and talking about things from your perspective, it just helps to prepare you know, mentality. Yes. It, it makes you feel safer. You know what to expect, um, or at least mm-hmm. you know what you could expect. So I, that, I think yes, that's exactly. Necessary. So I think everyone, if a blogger, all bloggers should be able to speak to everybody. But um, yeah. there are things that are very specific to Black people that we need to know to navigate the world safely. Uh, people of color, sure. uh, marginalized folks in general, to navigate the world safely. I think there are things that we need to know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree with you on that. Um, Man, we could sit here all day and just go back and forth with stories, man. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but yeah, no, I totally get that. I totally understand that. And um, I think that's, that's a major thing that needs to be on the, you know, the front steps of what we do here. And, um, you know, I know this is all this is a hiking podcast. And (laughs) but like, but I I bring we haven't even gotten to hiking yet,
1: right? <laughs>
0: Man. Yeah, but that that's that's the best part about this is like I I I want I want people to understand and know that there's different walks of life. You know, there's different things besides what you only see, you know. And um I don't know if you're really aware, but like um when this whole like when the protests first started and all those things, like I had people that did not know who I was or what color I was getting in my DMs and saying, can you believe these people? Can you believe, I'm talking about big people. Oh, I ain't going to say no names. I'm not going to say any names of who they are, but like,
1: you know, you should say, I mean, I'm not going to get back to all. I know why you don't, but I, somebody needs
0: to Yeah. No. Um, it's, it's really crazy though how like I've like, man, I never thought that this person knew like thought that way, like or would think that way. And that's and you and what I've learned from Trump being in office is that all of those people have just put their hands up letting you know exactly who they are. And I'm kinda grateful that Trump is in office so that I can see the people that are around me that have been faking this whole time, so I can really know how they are. Mm-hmm. Um and now i'm i'm happy that it's getting out of there
1: (laughs) oh yeah i went through a a nice little weeding process this summer Um, of just getting rid of people from my life that just don't need to be in anymore i deleted and blocked several people that i just don't need to see think about or hear from ever again because this environment this what's our this climate has been very telling of the uh, the truths of people so um you know, there's this new thing now in corporations. Everyone's talking about like how you you want to feel good enough to bring your whole self to work. People have been bringing their whole self to these conversations lately, so mm-hmm. I uh, I've been seeing. Yes. I, 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 I am not blind or deaf to any of it.
0: Yeah, I see it. Um, it it's gotten so crazy for me. Um, like I can I, I literally just ignore like a lot of it, but I actually shut off my Instagrams. And my Facebook, like my personals mm-hmm. because like i I was just so sick and tired of these people, <laughs> and I have nothing again i mean in I mean I have nothing against anybody, and like I'm willing to have a discussion, but it's 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 another thing when you're trying to have the discussion, but they still don't hear it, but they want you to understand what they're saying mm-hmm. so. Like, I can't, I can't deal with it. Like, and I don't want, I don't feel like anyone should have to
1: like deal with that. And well, I, I really, this, yeah. so um, I work in, I work in diversity and inclusion. So like literally um, after George Floyd was murdered this summer, my mm-hmm. life just like took a complete, it was just like the big one hit California and we just fell through the earth because it was just like so much just happened and just fell on top of us. Everyone wanted to talk about diversity. Everyone wanted to talk about mm-hmm. race. Everyone needed to be told that they were doing all right. Everyone needed to be told that they were not racist. Everyone needed to talk about <laughs> their black friends. Everyone needed. Let me. I literally got a phone call from a guy that I have. I want to be very clear about this. We went to high school together I may have mm-hmm. said hello in passing in the hallway. Um, we were like friends on social media, as you do when you're back in the day, you just add everybody that you know. Um, yeah. And like, we, I guess, had chatted like, briefly via social media. Um, but we're not friends by any means. Um, yeah. Friendly, I, I shouldn't say that. Whatever. We're not like, we're <laughs> yeah. not close, right? You I know what, me, what you mean. Talk yeah. at night and wanted to talk to- for an hour because of how he was feeling about the situation and wanted me to tell him that he was not racist. And I'm like, Whoa, wait, hold on. Who is consoling who right now? Because right. I, this summer was like so hard to deal with um, mentally. Like I was having mm-hmm. so many just like breakdowns because of just, you know, being black in America in the time where you have an entire country, entire world, saying wow black people have it hard (laughs) and and, you know and then only but yes exactly to just notice that it's just like wow i must have been really fucking invisible because we have been saying this forever i mean i i wasn't there but i could imagine 400 years ago those slaves were not trying to get on that ship so mm-hmm. um, this should not be a surprise to anybody, but you know, to, to if we want to pivot this conversation and segue into the outdoors, I was uh, <laughs> it was definitely a thing that it was something that I have talked about at nauseum a lot, just about the um, lack of diversity in the outdoors and the lack of marketing towards diversity in the outdoors, and also just. How the outdoors community, how it's mostly white, um is not welcoming and is not accepting and also tries to police um oh yeah the outdoors community. <laughs> so it's just like there's so many conversations that got like tied into this and looking at how brands have been reacting to this, some have missed. Yeah. Art completely some have been doing a really great job some are, are trying and are just not quite there yet so it's just, and I've, I've talked to and worked with several brands like uh, you know i'll highlight some like forsake is being really great um right now uh really focusing on um inclusion and, and diversifying the outdoors in their brand, who they market with and who they work with ambassadors and okay. influencers. L.L. Um, Bean is another one. L.L. Bean is incredible right now. Um, Columbia is doing pretty good. So, but they are also, uh, okay. maybe I shouldn't call these ones now, but I had like a call. I had a call with a magazine, uh-huh. and, um, a pretty big magazine. And because I, i gotten it as a, in a care package this summer. And I was flipping through not a single person of color, not a single one. Mm. And I, I emailed them. And I sent them a, DMail, a DM. And I'm like, hey. <laughs> um, so I'm looking through this magazine and I don't see any people. Have, so I, I, it was a nice professional email. Um, yes. But we had a call and, and their response was the same as a lot of other companies' responses is that they are afraid of tokenism. They are afraid of like, well, we can't suddenly start marketing uh, to people of color because it's gonna seem like we're doing it just because of the the climate and I'm like that's yeah. what you're worried about you, that's the image problem that you're worried about yeah, pandering versus exclusion that's what okay all right well, then we definitely have a big problem in our society then <laughs> that's that's the problem, yeah, man our priorities are out of line. Whew.
0: yeah yeah um yes i mean that whole policing thing um people i mean believe it or not people almost on a daily are trying to like get me canceled and (laughs) (laughs) how could you post that picture why did you do that (laughs) i'm just like hey man they're like take it down and i never take it down (laughs) All right. But but the thing to me is and I, and I tell them this and they still don't want to hear it. I'm like, hey, if there's a problem with something, let me know what the problem is so I can address it to everyone. Why would you want me to take it down so that people don't know what the problem is? And then they just keep doing the same shit. Um, that's I,
1: I mean, look, let me just jump in real quick. So yeah. I think that in this situation where people are talking, when people try to come on your page and talk about. What you're doing and how your page, because if you're following your platform, has influence and it's going to cause people to do this and you shouldn't geotag because of this and this and that and this, Mm blah, 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 telling me what the hell I need to do, telling me that I need to do leave no trace and all this stuff. And it's like, you cannot tell me how to live my life. Number one, full stop, period. Mm -hmm. Now, if I'm doing something illegal, then let's have a conversation. But if I'm not, yeah. don't tell me what to do. Because I know for a fact, after like being with some people who have who I know think that way and will do that kind of thing on social media, mm-hmm. have been out with them in the wild, the things that they tell people not to do are the things that they do, they just don't take pictures of it and show people doing it because they want to do it for mm-hmm. themselves. They want to keep it so that it's right for them. So yeah. that's the issue. Now, that being said, I um Am a huge proponent of uh, taking care of the environment. Like, yes, don't don't be a disgusting moron. Stop littering, you know. Like, clean it out to yourself. Don't uh, have fires where you can't have fires. Um, stay on the trail as much as you possibly can. Don't step on top of flowers and don't just like go trample. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I got a lot of. I actually got a lot of heat uh, two years ago um, during the super bloom. How did I know you're gonna say the super bloom? Because seems to be where everyone gets killed. (laughs) Yes, yes, exactly. Everyone cares about those flowers, but they don't care about anything. They don't care about. Anyway, so yeah, so when we went there, and let me tell you, the super bloom, it beautiful, absolutely stunning. But Mm -hmm. it is a. I'm an introvert. I don't like big crowds. I don't like. That's why I like the outdoors. It's because I'm able to isolate. Um, Yeah so many people are there like in the super bloom this year and i think instagram definitely did have a it definitely did contribute to the um the rise in it because instagram got bigger year and year and years six years ago when i first moved here um yeah. this Superbloom happened um but i didn't make it out that year but i know it wasn't as big uh of a problem uh, as it was this year, because people were coming from all over just to take pictures with the flowers. Um, yeah. And every
0: year it's going to get bigger and bigger. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. But okay. So, but the thing is, I think that the now that the city knows, I think that a lot needs to be done to um, control the flow a little bit better. That being said, yeah. I know how to handle myself in the outdoors, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you're supposed to stay on the path, the, the trail or whatever, when you're going up, the, the, the trail is literally just like, you're you're behind hundreds of people just like walking. It's like walking in Disney World almost. And yeah. that to me just gives me severe anxiety. So I just can't handle it. So we left and we went to, we found like a uh, a creek that mm-hmm. you can like follow this creek. Um, so we just did that. And no one no one followed us, which was great um yeah but we were able to like go up go to the mountain and go find areas that there were no blooms and 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 but still photograph to make it look like we were in the blooms. And like, we, it doesn't matter like how many photos I posted showing like, hey, here's an example of where I'm standing. See how I'm not standing on the flowers. You, people still did not want to hear it. They were like, you're wrong. You're a monster. You're an ant. I'm like, wow, really? I'm all that just because I want to take a picture with some flowers. I didn't, you know what I mean? And it doesn't <laughs> even matter if you say no flowers were harmed in making this photo. They already had their mind made up. They said that this, that's what they want to do because that's, that is their opinion. Those are their rules, and you should follow them. And I was like, you know what? Show me on this sign where it says I shouldn't do that. And people kept trying to um, tell me that the signs did say it, and they they didn't. Mm-hmm. It was like they were, you're yeah. just framing this to make it work for your opinion. Um, so the super bloom was like a, a it was very telling of how the outdoor community responds to things um from yeah. an activism standpoint it mm-hmm. just it comes across as being very privileged and um uh uh colonial <laughs> very yeah. very 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 colonizing uh mentality
0: yeah man it's oh man um and that's just one little part. <laughs> I mean, obviously, every every kind of activity or thing that you do is going to have some kind of, you know, someone saying something about it. You can't make everyone happy.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, the majority of people aren't like that, but there is a small percentage of people that are like that. And I don't know if you've ever noticed, most people that get canceled or anything like that, um, it's usually someone that's not really, like, It could be someone with 20 followers, you know, and they just go out there and that that's what everyone sticks to. And they're just like, hey, no, that guy, that person's got to that person's right. We we need to start holding that person accountable for that, you know, like or, you know, accountable for that picture that I didn't even take, you know. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> like, come on, man! your platform. It's because you're sharing, and people, blah, 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 blah. It's like it, it's as though people think that we are not capable of making decisions for ourselves. Yeah, I, I, it's as though people think that it is just monkey see, monkey do. I know how. If yeah. I see something, if I see a, a nice, beautiful place, I don't necessarily like. So, I was in Uzbekistan last year on a press mm-hmm. trip, um, and I went with influencers from around the world, and we were in um, Bukhara. Um, and mm-hmm. so keep in mind, this is a, a Muslim country. So there are a lot of mosques, holy, um, yeah. you know, very sacred buildings. And yes. so we were in this mosque um, and there's a couple, there's a Instagram couple. They're known for the really beautiful photos, um, mm-hmm. but they got a lot of heat from their first the photo. That, uh, photo they took in uh sri lanka is is that where it is that that train do you know what i'm talking about that train that everyone is they hang outside of that blue train i think it's in sri
0: mm-hmm. lanka right? i i'm not sh- i know what you're talking about i'm yeah. not exactly sure everyone is that train
1: picture the yeah. train is it. you see it all mm-hmm. over instagram so they they yeah. did it and there's a part where they, they were literally hanging outside of it and it made for a beautiful photo but it looked really dangerous and reckless. And then because of that, uh, and they have a huge following, a lot of people went and started doing that. So that they got a lot of heat. Um, but that heat actually ended up working towards their good because their their mm-hmm. platform kind of blew up. But anyway, um, when we were in uh, Uzbekistan, we were at this mosque, and like we we were all there trying to like create content and like take photos and show the, show the, the beauty of the area. They wanted yeah. to do like this photo shoot. Somehow, they allowed us up on the top of the mosque, and I'm like, first of all, really? I don't know if this is right because they are setting up to pray um, at that time too. So, I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. know how I feel about this. Um, but there's another tower that was like it was closed because it was unsafe. It's very old. Um, there, literally, people; those influencers were flying their drones. Like over the mosque, as people were praying, they were hanging off the side of the mosque. This girl, like, her dress was like flying open. She only had like a bikini on underneath it. I'm like, wow, this is what y'all are doing. Y'all not really thinking about anything. Oh, y'all. Like, y'all not thinking about the severity of this. Like, you're not thinking about the, this is a holy place for people this mean yeah. like you are just totally to
0: disrespectful
1: very disrespectful and i look at that the same thing as the environment it's like if i see someone doing something like stupid online mm-hmm. but, the, but the, and i see this photo but it's a beautiful location i'm going to want to go to that location but i'm not going to do what they're doing in that picture because i have a brain mm-hmm. and i yeah. I, I hope is the people that are around us also have brains and are also not doing yeah. what people do in that photo so yeah, that, that's my two cents.
0: <laughs> no, I definitely agree with that. Um, a lot of things are like really, in oh, my, you know, my concept is just like uh, common sense.
1: It all <laughs> in, like, to with, me,
0: like, yeah. To me, like I feel like, like if there's a problem or like if something does look like, like people get mad when I post pictures when there's graffiti or like you know, like the painted pumpkin, yeah, pumpkin rock. Mm-hmm. people get mad that i post pictures of that well like hey they're destroying it. i'm like come on man like i i, I understand what you're saying i, I get that but um
1: look like, i like, hate seeing graffiti out in public and in, in um places too but mm-hmm. you not you not posting the photo i'm sorry it's not getting rid of
0: yeah the- and it's like they they do it on purpose. whoever owns that property or that area they must go up there and paint it themselves i don't know anyone that's just randomly going up there and painting it you
1: know i think that's like an installation at this point yeah huh well <laughs> that's not my problem yeah no <laughs> I, mean, like, I, I really feel like that's like i think that is a, that's a destination i think people go yeah. there for that it's the same thing so for alabama hills Yeah. There's like that smile painted on those rocks. Yes. Yeah. It's a, it's a tourist. There's literally a parking lot there. Wow.
0: Yeah. And um, I actually saw that you had went there. You were like by the Mobius arch. I actually posted that picture.
1: Oh, I Um, love that. That, I love the Alabama Hills. It's so mystical there.
0: Yeah. I haven't been there yet.
1: (laughs) Really? It's, it's really, it's a, it's an incredible place. It feels like you are on Mars. Um, And the last time we went, we actually were coming down from Mammoth and mm-hmm. um, decided to stop in the hills because, you know, we're driving through it anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, we go, my friend now has a, a car we can go off-roading in now. So we did like a little off-road trail um, or okay. path that you can go because you can drive out to like different parts of um, that area to uh, campsites further out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty cool but anyway we were like we parked and we were just like walking around and there are like some tree this is a desert mind you there are like some trees in the middle so like we walked over to them there's a there's a, a stream going through the the desert randomly um wow. and it's like the water's freezing cold uh so what? it's yeah it's crazy it's really um we want to go back <laughs> there and maybe camp around that area but um, there's just so much to see it, it doesn't feel like there is because there's not much hiking to do really unless you just want to climb rocks and climbing rocks gets kind of old after a while uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's a, it's a cool place for sure
0: yeah um, I see a lot of people at like hot springs or you know a little uh, I know there's like a geological site that's there where it's like a it's like a big it looks like a big river to me or like a little stream a big stream but like in the morning, it's just steaming because the water's so hot, you know, pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, um, I yeah, I definitely need to get
1: out there. There's so many places. I mean, there's so many places in California. And that's how, that's the yeah. big thing in California is that there's just so many different places that you can go like yeah any given weekend like yeah. one i or in the same day like i I, yeah. I haven't posted it yet but there was a i left my house here in california i mean i live in mm-hmm. north hollywood it was sunny um and i was going up to the to rightwood california up to do like the there's a mine hike okay and i was gonna do that it did not occur i didn't check the weather i probably should have um but it didn't occur to me that there would be snow up there because it had rained the day before, only a little bit in oh. LA, but obviously up in the valley or you know, in the mountains it rained more. So I'm driving, sunny, super, super sunny. I'm like getting into like this deserty area. It's mm-hmm. uh starting to get cloudy, like really strange and cloudy. Um, but I took a picture out in this desert, but then you keep going, and then all of a sudden you start seeing ice and snow on the side of the road and as you go up it's like there i've never seen so much snow in california well, in california i have but like in this area so much snow mm-hmm. um, wow. the roads weren't even like fully plowed yet but it's uh-huh. like you get. i got all those uh <laughs> climates and uh yeah it's just right here <laughs> in a day in one day yeah yeah.
0: I think California is one of those places where, like, especially in the L.A. area, like, where you can go to the desert, the snow, and the beach in the same day.
1: Literally in the same day. You
0: in can the same go hiking, day, that's crazy.
1: hiking, skiing, and surfing on the same <laughs> day.
0: And that's crazy because, like, you can't, you don't really hear
1: about that, like, often anywhere well, else. Yeah, right. I, well, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, So I think that's, like, that's the beauty of California. That's, that's the beauty yeah. of the state. Man, um, it's expensive, but it's beautiful.
0: It is definitely <laughs> expensive. Man, you can get like a—I mean, like up in Oakland now. Like, believe it or not, like you can get like a one-bedroom for like four hundred. <laughs> you see, four hundred thousand. Oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's, it's up there.
1: I will say there. my my rent in Minnesota was the cheap. I paid five fifteen a month. A, a three bedroom luxury apartment in downtown St. Paul, overlooking the river. We have they they gave us breakfast. We had an indoor hot tub, a uh, rooftop wow. floor, pool. Five fifteen a month, everything included. I'm like, if let me, I will move back to Minnesota just for the rent. Right, that doesn't sound bad at all. Right,
0: I, mean, I might have to check out Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Same type of thing in um, Texas, too, because, like, uh, you can get, like, a brand new four-bedroom house, 150000 Wow. <laughs> brand new. Yeah, see, I'm not trying to live in Texas, though. <laughs> it's, it's, it's nice out there. Okay. Maybe I'll visit. <laughs> Depending on where you live, actually. Maybe um, I'll visit. <laughs> all right, so um, we are 52 minutes in, and um, I just wanted to know, how did you get into hiking?
1: <laughs> right, I feel like this is going to be part two um, Yeah, uh, honestly So again, I grew up on a farm Right, so uh-huh. like I, my life And um, uh, Maybe you can tell this I was not a very social kid I was um, really, really, really shy uh, Really awkward I did not I wasn't, I was sheltered as well as a kid So mm-hmm. I wasn't able to hang out with my friends At school so, like, my friends were my siblings when I was younger. And then my cousins who live also, like, literally houses down. My family owns a lot of land. So, like, my all my family just lives there, even extended family. Yeah. So, like, um, if I played, you know, in the summers or uh, weekends, it was always just with my cousins or my, my siblings. So um, I wasn't properly socialized as a kid. Yeah. And oftentimes you would find me uh, – in the woods, just like I would take Mm -hmm. books into the woods to go just read. I would take encyclopedias out to go identify plants. I loved biology when I was young. Like I used to love insects and like identifying things. And, um, I used to, I wanted to be a vet because I love animals. And, uh, so that was like when I was a kid, but, uh, (laughs) yes, that's where I, that's when I started. Um, and when I was in, I guess, again, I grew up on a farm and my dad, like we have like cows and hogs and chickens and stuff. So that in and of itself is not, te- you know, a quote unquote black thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Farmers, black farmers are uh, few and far between, but there, you, there's still the stigma of doing things that like there are some things that white people do that black people don't do. Yeah. And camping, you know, that kind of stuff is one of those things. All I'm of like, it. How can you say that? But we, I'm really out here milking cows. How is this? You know what I mean? Like, this seems right. like, is this a black thing? Because there's not many black people doing this. Like, what makes this a black mm-hmm. thing? What makes this acceptable for black? You know, whatever. Yeah. I, I always, I never, I never subscribe to that, that way of thinking. But, um, yeah. Anyway, I, I, I wanted to do those kinds of things. So, like, any kind of program that came up in school, I always try to um, get involved with it because I wasn't able to be social with kids. So when I was, the only thing I could do extracurricular, um, from Mm -hmm. school was like school sponsored trips. Um, so like if I wanted to hang out with kids, I mean, from my school, it it had to be like a school function. Mm -hmm. So I, the first, my first time going like out into the woods to go hiking was, um, I was in high school and there was a camp called Camp Wildwood. I heard about it from my my guidance counselor.
0: Mm-hmm. I really
1: wanted to go, but it was like a week long camp. My first time like staying away from home for a week and yeah. a camp in the woods, like in cabins. And my mom was like, "No, absolutely not going <laughs> out in that camp. I bet you that there's not gonna be any black people there. Like, you're not. This is not safe. This not like she. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom grew. She was born in the '40s in the South. She has a you know." her experience with race relations is very different. Her perspective is different. Yeah. Her background is different. Um, so she was, she was worried about me. And, but like, I really wanted to go. My dad was the voice of reason. So we, I went and I was sure enough. It was one of three black kids out of like over a hundred mm-hmm. uh, at this camp. And, I mean, I fit in fine with everybody, but I was still shy and awkward, but like, I just really fell in love with like being outside because we were just outside all day long. So that was, uh, and then we did a night hike um, as a camp and we, it was, uh, I think almost two hours of just like walking through the woods at night, completely silent. And to me, like that was just such a, I don't know. It sounds really hippie, but like, I really connect with nature and like, for me, <laughs> your uh, free spirit. I, I'm not. A, I know I'm not. But you know, I really do like. I feel like I feel energy from the ground. I feel energy from trees. Like I mm-hmm. always feel like when I the outdoors just feels really therapeutic for me. Um, yeah. And so I guess when I truly started hiking, because after that, like we, there's not much hiking to do in the south. It's just out. You know, you just outside. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, when I moved here six years ago. Um, Everyone was talking about hiking, hiking, hiking. So I was like, well, let me try to do some hiking. Um, so I did Runyon, of course. I hate it. Uh, <laughs> Griffith Park, I'm not a big fan of. I don't like hiking around people. So I found this place on the street from my yeah, house. There's a and it's, bunch of people. Always. But there's like a place um, 10 minutes from my house that is really pretty. It, it's all burned down now, unfortunately, the, the, the trail oh, I like. Wow. there's another area that is not so heavily trafficked. It's a nice hike. Um, you get to go through the woods, like you get nice views. Um, I get just, you know, I'll bring my hammock out there sometimes and string it up. So it's a, I like, yeah. I just like being outside. To me, I am at peace outside. So okay, yeah, a long answer.
0: That's that's good. I feel I feel that same way. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like when I when I'm out when I'm hiking, that's just. My way of like letting everything go, letting everything from the city just be in the city, and I am like disconnected from all of that, and in nature, and
1: I'm just there, like in nature. Therapeutic for me. What was that? I said nature isn't complicated. People are complicated. Oh, nature. Yeah. So I think that that is just another. This is not true. <laughs> yeah
0: and um man yeah you said you pretty much hit it hit the nail right there um so like how many how many hikes have you done um would you say like since you like started not not including the ones that you did out there but like like since you've been out in california maybe um how many you think you've done?
1: You know, I knew you were going to ask me this question. and I still don't know the answer to it. Um,
0: <laughs> I,
1: I honestly, I don't know um, because especially when I first moved out here and I was working part time um, for most of my days off because I was so broke. Hiking is free, so like I would mm-hmm. just like I was always just outside and like just doing like different trails around um, my house, and also because the Angeles National Forest is so close. Um, there and there are so many different trails out there. Um, I've definitely lost count. I mean, the big ones, if we're talking about the big ones I've done, I mean, less than 10 because I, you know, I've done Baldy, I just did Baldy finally, Runyon Griffith. Um, then I forget about all the ones in Santa Monica and like Malibu, those mountains. Mm -hmm. I have no idea (laughs) a lot. (laughs) <laughs> no I mean, That's no good. I mean, it's good to be like,
0: like I actually really don't know how many I've done either. Like, <laughs> I know it's a
1: lot. You should do a hike I don't, I
0: don't know. Or What was that?
1: I said I should do a hike journal.
0: Right. My journal was Instagram. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was. I used to put like every single every time I would go hiking, I would put you know I would have a long like description. Uh, It wasn't like a description. I would give some words of encouragement to people. Mm -hmm. You know, I would tell them about like, you know, this road to victory or, you know, but then I started to see that getting really saturated as well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I started to see that a lot from like a lot of other people. And I was just like, eh, go away from that.
1: (laughs) It's hard to be unique. Yeah. Because everyone tries to do the same thing.
0: Yeah, and um, it what's really crazy about, like, podcasting is, um, like, so I moved back to, like, I used to live down in San Diego when I, I was in the military, so um, I got out in 06, yeah, and um, when I got out, like, I moved back up to Modesto, and it was just, I was like, I didn't want to listen to the radio, but... I did want to listen to something and I didn't want to just listen to like 10 minute, you know, segments of people like talking. Cause you know, like you could get on YouTube, you can find people talking, but it was only like 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then like, so there's this guy that I used to listen to. Um, his name was, well, he used to go by Haterazzi and, um, or Mr. Gates. Um, and this was back in like, Oh, seven, Oh, eight, and, he, like, it was a podcast, and he would be on every week. And that's literally, like, where, like, I started to learn about podcasting and stuff. And I was like, man, that, that would be pretty cool to, like, get into. Mm-hmm. And then, like, just, like, the last couple of years, it just, like, blew up. <laughs> like, everyone's podcasting now. Everybody out. wants a podcast, yep. Yeah, so. And then this is, like, with what's going on now, it just kind of made it easier. You know, everyone is... um you know, it doesn't, I mean, and it's not bad. I, I, I'd much rather see a lot of content than no content, you know? So, well, like, back yeah. then, there was literally only like 20 podcasters that I could find. And then now, like, yeah. poof, I can search anything under yeah. podcasts and it's there now. So,
1: <laughs> well, that's the good thing about it, though. I mean, I understand yeah. from the sake of trying to. Build a career, build success. Mm-hmm. It's hard to stand out among the crowd, but in the sake of you know um, sharing stories, I, I think yeah. that as we talked about you know an hour ago, the the importance <laughs> of storytelling, the importance of telling you know authentic stories. You know, the hope is that one person can hear this and and hear yeah. a story that you know resonated with them or. Or something, and cause them to think something differently, or you know, cause yeah. them to just consider things differently. So, I think yeah. that's the that's benefit. I think the more we put out, the better off we are.
0: Yeah, and I totally agree with that. And it's it's good to see what other people's um, thought process is on other things as well. You mm-hmm. know, like because we can talk about the same thing as another podcast, but it'll be completely different conversations. Yeah, and um, that's 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 another good thing about that as well.
1: Well, you also can't like you're not really, you're not really opening your mind if like if you you can't you can't so you can't make an uh, informed decision without hearing both sides of a story, uh, both sides yeah. of a uh, a thought. You know what I mean? Or the because mm-hmm. it's just that just it's a, it's a very narrow way of thinking. That's yeah. A, so it's just really important to hear those different types of, even those that are different from your own, because you need to hear what the what the other side is saying to maybe understand uh, where you fit in or where you can find that middle ground.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And... Yeah. <laughs> Man. Um, so man (laughs) it's it's just so crazy because it's like you see i'm over here and i i'm like stumped for words because it's like like what you're saying it like it's 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 crazy like you can um like i totally understand what you're saying you know and it it just resonates resonates so um so well that i'm just taking it all in so like that's why i keep pausing every time you're, you're finished talking and like a normal, you know, interview or, you know, podcast. I don't think of this really as like just an interview or anything like that. I, I also think of this as a conversation that we're having.
1: Yeah.
0: You know. Um but I, I like to take in a lot. Like and I try to process it in a way where I can I can see it multiple different ways. So like when you're telling me the stories and when you're when you're going and you're you know explaining things like that's that's what's that's what's happening and it's it's really interesting and i like how you can continue with the flow so i'm just like <laughs> so yeah. i'm just here i'm just listening and it's 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 great yeah
1: you tell me when to stop talking that's my issue <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man um hey you know what's what's crazy is um all right so i i know what your line of work is now uh, which is amazing that's that's crazy and you've been through different walks with that mm-hmm. like getting to where you are now and um but like maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm not but i saw some of your pictures and it like it looked like you're doing some modeling so um is that is that something that you do as well
1: no and you know what is so flattering is that uh and no matter how I say this, is going to come across as being stuck up and snotty, and that is not the intention. Okay, I want to say that to everybody listening, but it's not the intention. People have asked me that before, and I am always like, "Oh, shut up!" Because, like, if that was true, then I'd be a model, okay? And I'm not. <laughs> but I just, I, I just, I take. I, I feel like I photograph well, so I say that. So, um, uh, the pictures I take are just like pictures that i take when i'm traveling um none yeah. of those none of the photos on my uh, instagram are um actual modeling shots it's just like so my friend avery um uh, mm-hmm. you guys want to find her avery archie and uh, her instagram is uh, avery archie uh she's my <laughs> one well, of my best friends here and uh, she takes a lot of my photos and we just do like photo adventures sometimes Well, we'll yeah. like go out hiking or we'll go just like exploring around LA and uh, she'll take pictures. And like, we just, we kind of turn them into like fashion shots, but uh-huh. yeah, really, I don't, I don't model. Not really. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well,
0: um, coming from me and probably the other people that have said it, I mean, you should, you should probably be doing something in there
1: um well i mean like i saw so i'm an actor like i used to have like a commercial agent so i would do like commercial stuff like that but it's yeah. just you have to understand that the 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 modeling industry is not it is ruthless and like there's a very I, it's just not it's not yeah. I, I don't fit in it trust me yeah
0: <laughs> it, it's, it's it's crazy you say that because like you know i'm just talking from the outside and i'm just yeah. like hey maybe you hey man you should check that out you should, you should do follow. this I'm telling you what you need to do I, again
1: <laughs> tell me about it. you need to have your own show you damn right i need to have my own show <laughs> <laughs> you know, i gotta somebody else gotta do that for me
0: yeah yeah no so um that's that's another thing a lot of people you know talk about things but they don't listen and but yeah i i, I hear you and um as you say that, I start to realize like, yeah, like I, I've heard like the, some stories from people that model, and it's like a meat grinder, like they'll, they'll put you in and spit you out a totally different person. Yeah, so, like I
1: had this one friend. He he was a model in Chicago before he mm-hmm. moved out to L.A. Very handsome guy, really good looking. Um, he moved out to L.A. and he had all these meetings set up with. Um, the, the sister agency here in L.A., and he didn't get signed by any of them. And I'm like, whoa. Wow. You didn't get signed, and you were already signed by this, that same agency in Chicago? Okay, well, that's a problem. Right? Yeah, Man, so like,
0: that's crazy.
1: Just because you are pretty doesn't mean that you are going to make it.
0: <laughs> Man, yeah. That's they, so... It's, uh... Just that mindset there, and you know having to audition for things or certain things like that, where it's like,
1: mm.
0: nah, we don't feel like having him there, you know
1: auditioning is fun i actually I miss auditioning, oh, I miss auditioning for theater, I don't like auditioning for commercials. that's like the absolute worst, the waste of time um, <laughs> and I don't like auditioning for modeling things, so then I feel ugly. Because I definitely no. feel like I photograph better than I I mean I've been told differently. I I feel like I photograph better than I actually look in person. So like I'm a lot more confident on Instagram than I am in person. Oh. Fun fact mm. <laughs> <laughs> We all have our we all have things we're working on.
0: Yeah. No, that's true. Definitely. Always I'm, I see myself always working on something. Yeah. Every day. Um we're okay, so obviously we're we're in this this COVID uh, nineteen um, this craziness that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but where do you see yourself in the near future, like after this? <laughs> are you gonna Are you gonna be like Are you gonna? Because like it seems like like you're always looking for the best route, and I mm-hmm. mean. Although what you're doing right now sounds great to me, mm-hmm. um, may not be, I mean, and you might not be able to talk about that either. So sure. I'm going
1: to f- tomorrow. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh,
0: <laughs> let's, let's just go on to the next thing. But like, uh, besides that, like, where do you see yourself in the near future? Probably like after COVID.
1: <laughs> well, you know, um, honestly, honestly, um, I... Okay. So twofold question. So I have been actively um, changing my mindset to really build uh, the future that I want for myself and not necessarily waiting for, uh, because I think that you have to be ready for opportunities and you have to be ready for them to come. There are some things you can plan for. There are some things you can't plan for. So I've been planning for like the future that I want uh, as far as like, you know, managing my finances and everything like that. Like I think that COVID has definitely shifted a lot of things in, in my head. And so I, I'm grateful for in that regard, but like, cause like my finances, mm-hmm. for example, like it's, that's like a huge focus for me, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But um, I think that we'll see, you know what I mean? I'm also trying to be super, super present in, in yeah. living right now, because mm-hmm. as we've seen this year, your plans really just do not matter. So um, if I want to manifest certain things like where I want to be, I I don't necessarily know um, as far as a location is concerned, especially Mm -hmm. now that we are in this virtual world where we're able to work from wherever we want. So do I need to stay in California? Do I need to stay in LA? Do Mm -hmm. uh, you know what I mean? Like, can I work, can I actually work from anywhere? Um, But that also like change, like if my, position changes like i want to stay with my company i want to stay in this field um but let's say i'm hoping that i you know i i move up within the company uh yeah. i move into different positions um so i i, I don't know I'm, I'm open i'm open to to seeing where the world takes me and i'm hoping that i last after COVID. to to give you the to give you the update
0: <laughs> yeah um i i definitely hope you last <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, it's it's a very crazy year. Uh, It's really, really crazy. Um, I I I didn't think that I would see anything like this
1: ever. But I never thought it. You never you. I have never thought in my world in in my life what a pandemic would be like. Yeah, never thought that in my life. (laughs) Never thought it was even a thing. You know, like it was never something that crossed my mind.
0: Yeah, and it's um it's crazy that with the technology that we have now, if this would have happened even fifteen, twenty years ago, it would be totally different. Like we would all have to be emailing each other. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> there's yeah. no I there's no iPhones, there's there's none of that stuff. And and yeah. it's um it's 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 just crazy like the timing. Like I always talk about puzzle pieces with people.
1: I think that um, it would be easier to keep people at home fifteen, twenty years ago. Yeah. I think so, I think that people would be a lot more um well behaved
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, you think it's this new generation <laughs> yeah, they don't believe- <laughs> they don't believe they don't care they 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 need their rights and and that's that's cool. they're making their own you know path, you know it's kind of rebellious, but i I get it because like. The little bit of things that I tried to change, you know, when I was coming up, like my mom thought the same type of stuff with me. So now I see it with my kids. I have three kids, oh. and I see it with my kids now. So it's like, although I don't understand everything that they're talking about or saying, like, like why they want to do certain things or why they, you know, why this is bad to them. I may not understand it, but I still have to be like, you know what, like when I was growing up I I'm trying to see it from both sides, you know, like I'm trying to put myself like in their shoes, even though um, I kind of feel a certain way about certain things. But but I, I, I get what they're doing. And, you know, basically they're going to be here, you know, and hopefully I pave the way well enough to where they can make these types of decisions um you know as as a person you know shit just when my mom was younger you know like we could go back you Mm -hmm. know we could really talk and we can go back and like like talking about like african americans Mm -hmm. you know we can just cut it by 10 year segments and you can see how bad it was and it's so bad that people are just now, like this year, just realizing, you know, we were talking about that earlier. Mm-hmm. Like People are just now realizing like, hey, this is an actual problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a problem. Yep. No. <laughs> yeah. You yeah,
1: know. We got to convince so, people that. that. That's why it's just so exhausting. Like these conversations mm-hmm. should just be so simple. <laughs> they really mm-hmm. don't even need to be conversations at this point because the information is all no. there.
0: It's 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 there, it's been there, and um I don't know. Yeah, and I I feel the same way. I, I don't feel like it, this should be something that we have to explain, you know, to that to the magnitude that we do have to explain it, you know. But Alas Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so so I I also heard you were saying, um, like, during your, like, like how things are good for, you know, things are good, you know, some people have it a little worse than others. Um, but ha- has the pandemic, um, has it affected you in any type of way, um, the way you maneuver or, or go through things?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so... Uh, I'll be transparent because I think it's important um, earlier this year like what well I guess when the so this year was supposed to be like a big year for me as I talked about like so um I had all these plans of things I wanted to do I had like gotten into therapy because I had made uh, the decision that I was like I'm, I'm gonna take control of my life I'm gonna do this this and this I want to accomplish these goals you know so I really started to set myself up to this like I wanted to uh, you know, make my documentary finally. I wanted to make sure I was traveling more. I wanted to get more speaking engagements. I I like was really, really planning to, you know, setting myself up for this. Mm -hmm. And then the pandemic hit. We started working from home. Everything was fine at first. Like I, you you tell me to work from home. I'm like, absolutely no problem. Mm -hmm. Fine. I don't have to go back to the office ever. Um, Because I, I am an introvert. Like I said, like I like to be by myself. You know, my cat is here. I can hang on my cat all day. This is great. But it definitely started to get old after a while because you're stuck in the house with one person, like a, your roommate or something like that. And that's kind of a yeah. lot. Um, but anyway, my, my father passed away in April. Um, and hear that. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. And so uh, Someone said this to me yesterday. I, I, I don't know. I never really know how to respond to that. Uh, so I am just going to say thank you. I think that's what you're supposed to say. So thank you. Um, so that happened. And then... So this is like at the start of the pandemic. So I flew home and I was terrified to fly home um, just because of obviously COVID and I didn't want to catch it on the plane and take it back to my family. Um, so it was just this whole big, the summer of just being afraid of being near people, but also needing to be near people because like you need that comfort from, from people, but also just like your emotion. I was, emo- you know, crazy emotional and sad and like confused so I wanted to be away from people so it was just like this constant battle um yeah internal battle and that just got to like it was right re- and then like the George Floyd thing happened and then because of that like the diversity our, our office became the most the most requested office in the company it felt like um so like we were just slammed and it was just no time to process, you know, like I took time off from work, but not really that much. And then working from home in South Carolina is I live on a farm. We don't have Wi Fi. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like my phone was basically my laptop for two months. Wow. And that was, you know, another thing. And so it was just so much that I had to deal with this summer that like um I had to find a way to make it because like, I went to some really dark places. Like, and then I finally ended up going to, I'm going to say this too, because I think it's important to uh, be transparent and authentic. Um, and to normalize the stigma around mental health. Um, I did, I, uh, was diagnosed with depression and anxiety. So I started taking antidepressants um, after all this stuff happened just because it was just getting to be a lot for me and they helped, you know what I mean? And of course I'm in therapy as well. So like um, I'm actively working on myself, but so I think that this, this year, the pandemic caused me to have this reckoning with myself um, in ways that I think have been uh, incredibly beneficial for me as a, Person, and is definitely moving me to the place and the person that I I, I want to end up being. Okay, wow, um,
0: it, though, that's that's no joke. No. Um, depression, <laughs> anxiety. Um, you know, um, I struggle with depression uh, as well, anxiety, and um, it's. Are you talking yeah. to
1: anyone about
0: um, it? What was that?
1: Are you talking to anyone about it?
0: Uh, yes. Actually, I have uh, two counselors. <laughs> Good. Good. Um, and, um, yeah. Well, actually, I have, like, an actual, like, so I go through the, the military. I go through the VA. And uh-huh. um, so I have a counselor through them. And then I also have another one that's, like, He used to be connected to like the veteran center that I would go to, but now he has his own practice. So I also go to him as well. Um, But it's, it's really important. (laughs) It's really important. I was, I was, I understand like going down the dark path and um, that's actually where hiking came into my life. And um, I, I'm, You know without hiking this could be a totally different story Mm -hmm. my whole story can be totally different it could have you know i i'm 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 pretty certain that it would be a different story
1: um yeah so i think so too for me like i and i didn't and i think that was kind of the issue i um you know i didn't get i could not really hike i mean I could walk outside. Like, my backyard is literally the woods. So, like, I was always – literally every day I went in the woods and just, like, went for a walk. And, you know, a hike is essentially yeah. a walk. Um, yes. So, by definition, that's literally what it is. So, I did that every day, but it definitely wasn't the same. It was a nice – it was a, It was nice. It was a nice escape. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely will agree with you. Like, if it wasn't for hiking, like, in, you know, nature and finding that escape, I'd be a, a very, very, very different person.
0: Yeah. Man. <laughs> um hiking. Well, yeah, this this is kind of one of the questions that um I was asking. Um has hike, hiking helped you uh get through this crazy year? But I <laughs> yes. think we kind of kind of you know, went through that just now. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, um but yeah, there's just there's just so much that i i tied to hiking now and i actually feel a lot better um after hiking versus talking to a counselor um yeah. or uh, you know like though that's that's really my counseling right there is going to the you know to the the mountains or to the woods and um just being out there with nature it really opens up my mind and lets me know like where I am. Mm-hmm. Like I can really see everything from like a bird's eye view. Like I, I'm looking down at the situations that are in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. And, right. um, it's, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty mm-hmm. crazy. That's a good way um, to look it. Yeah, man. Um, All right. So I, I'm going to like, pin these these last these these three questions into one because they're they're kind of like the same but it's like your like the highest now I, I've the reason why I say is because I've realized that a lot of people like their highest hike and their longest hike seem to be yeah. the same.
1: <laughs> well mine so. isn't no no it, okay. it isn't because let me actually real quick Google before I make a fool of myself. Um <laughs> I am pretty sure that my highest hike. So but that being said, like we had to drive up. We didn't I didn't get that much gain. Mm, Does that okay. make a difference? No, no. Okay, so um I hiked La, uh Lamarck Lakes up. Um do you know where that is? No. Up near Bishop. Okay. Um I know
0: where Bishop is.
1: Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, so is this it's up it's it's a trail near Bishop, California, and the elevation of that is um, at the upper lake, it's almost 11,000 feet. Mm. Uh, So I think that was my highest... Oh, wait. No, how far... Pear Lake actually might have been the highest. See, now I don't even know. But I also did Baldy. And Baldy (laughs) is almost 11,000. Yeah. Isn't it?
0: Yeah. yeah. I think it's like... um... 10,000 something. I think I could be totally wrong and it'd be 9,000 something. Right. You should probably like have Google up as well.
1: I'm here just trying. talking. I know. I'm really trying to like <laughs> Google to see how high Pear, Pear Lake was because that was a really hard one and that was long. That was, that was, uh, tw- uh shoot. Oh, that was a lot. 12 mile hike. Wow. And, Yeah, it's a long hike. Yeah, that was difficult.
0: Yeah, Baldy's ten thousand sixty nine. Yeah,
1: so then yeah, Lamar Lake was higher than that, so that was my highest hike. And Baldy was obviously Baldy's long. Baldy's a hard hike. Wow.
0: Yeah, I've done um, I've done Baldy quite a few times, (laughs) but um, no, I need to check out these other spots,
1: Lamar Lake.
0: Well, yeah, Lamar Lake's understand. beautiful.
1: So that was a, a super short hike. Um, it is Lamarck Lake is only uh, um three and a half miles round trip or something like that, but it's steep. So you have to drive up to the, the trailhead and mm-hmm. then you, it's literally just straight up. So okay. you gain a lot really, really quickly. And that's what makes that hard, that hike difficult. Um, it looks pretty good. Yeah, am looking at that. I see that elevation gain, Oof. yeah, right. yeah, <laughs> exactly. And um, just, that's what yeah. makes it difficult. Um, but I will say then, um, Pear Lake and, and Sequoia, also mm-hmm. a beautiful hike. Um, it is about nine just below 10,000 feet, but it's mm-hmm. 12 and it's 12.8 miles round trip, okay. So that's a tough hike, too. So that was my longest, I think, 12.8 miles.
0: Okay. And
1: um, what what would be, like, one of your favorites? Lamarck Lakes, definitely. I think it is. I, I think I've kind of landed on that one just because it is um, – when we went, there was, like, no one there. We, we backpacked, too, which was great. Um, but – I think there were only two other people out there backpacking. So like we had like this yeah. whole lake to ourselves and it was just so beautiful and so quiet. And you see so many stars. Like for me, I want to go to a place where I can see like the most stars and like that. It, we're just so yeah. high up with the lights and it's just uh, so, so beautiful. And, um, and you get to, so there's the lower lake where we camped mm-hmm. at, but then you also can hike up a little bit further up to the upper lake, which is also really beautiful. So I would say Lamarque okay. Lake is probably might
0: be my nice. favorite now. man um have you have you been to Yosemite yet no no uh,
1: oh. <laughs> no I have not and you know what's so annoying is that I had an opportunity to go when I first got back to LA um, after mm-hmm. being in South Carolina this summer but then I had to I ended up getting a a deal with Honda so I had to cancel that trip because I needed to quarantine yeah um plus i was like so out of shape i there was like no way i could have done half dome without passing out Ooh. you were gonna do half dome too yeah we oh, had man. a permit to do half dome i was like there's just no way That's that i awesome. could have managed to do that after not hiking for months
0: <laughs> yeah because that that hike alone i think like in and out if you do it in one day hopefully you weren't gonna do it in one day hopefully um uh, like what i see most people do is they'll um hike to the bottom of Half Dome, like, all the way, like, there's a lake down there. Like, right right at the bottom of it, like, you'll take the trail, there's a lake there, there's, like, actually like, bathrooms and everything right there. Um, But a lot of people, um, they camp right there, and then in the morning, they'll go up. Mm. So it's not so hot. Um, And that that was was my
1: problem. Yes, it was like, I, I can't, so that's the thing, I actually... I cannot that, I don't do much hiking in the summer. I do mm-hmm. not like hiking. I don't like the heat. Mm-hmm. Like I am to thinking of doing that kind of a hike cuz they were telling me this was like in August. So imagine doing that hike in August in the dead in the middle of the day. Absolutely. Oh my not. goodness. Absolutely not. Oh
0: man, you know what's bad is I think that's about the time frame that I started when I did that hike and it was the worst ever. I did an in and out same day and oh my goodness man it it was 90 it was about 95 degrees Mm -mm. that from the morning until night Mm -mm. and um i we had a lot of water it was a me and three of my buddies and we had a lot of water and um and then like there's a certain spot when you're starting to go up that they have a water spigot and they're like hey At this point, you're going to need to refill all of your water because you need to have this amount of water to go this certain amount of miles. And they're like, from this point, is this many miles if you're going to Half Dome. So I'm just like, oh, I definitely got to fill up again. We all filled up. It still didn't matter. (laughs) It did not matter at all. By the time we made it to the top of Half Dome, we were out of water. And we started to go back down. Oh. Yeah. Like my my friends that went with us or went with me, um, they there was a river, obviously, um, the, you know, there's a flow of river everywhere, you know, in that area. But they were like, I'm drinking the water. I don't care. <laughs> I was just like, but what about the bacteria and all this? And, you know, like I'm this is only like my fourth hike ever. So no third hike ever. And so I'm just like still like, oh, no, you can't do that. Don't do it. You're going to get sick. And then um, they didn't even get sick. None of them. And all three of them were just slurping the water. And I was sitting there looking crazy. I, I mean, didn't drink any.
1: Yeah, it's, <laughs> look, so I'm I'm the same way. Like I, I'm still kind of weary about that too. Um, yeah. Even like hiking Lamarck, like, like I brought a lot of water with me. And mm-hmm. I, I was fine. I had enough water to get back, to get up and down. I also brought my, my, uh, life water bottle, you know, the filter. in Okay. It. Oh, so I need one of those. You should, but I was actually still scared to use it. Yeah. Like I I still, and I know that the water was clean. The water was crystal clear. Like, um, mm-hmm. and with the filter, I definitely could have, because Alex, my friend, he was with me, like he was, he was drinking filtered water. Um, yeah. I could have done the same thing, but I'm so I have a sensitive stomach, so I'm just like so so careful about that. But then I'm like I think Mm -hmm. about it, and I think about like how I grew up, and the stuff that I put in my mouth as a kid, like you know, like on that damn farm, and like the the stuff that I drank and ate, and like um, I think I was okay. (laughs) You'd probably be good, huh? Yeah, yeah, and that's the same thing I was thinking. Like,
0: yeah, I was thinking about like uh like bacteria and stuff, and then, like...
1: Sure, you definitely should think about it. You can't just drink water anywhere, but you have to You have yeah. to use the best judgment, for sure.
0: Yeah, I did wash my hands in that water, and it was ice cold, and I was like, oh, my God, I just want a little sip, you know? But yeah. I was just like, one of us
1: has to be okay if we get back. <laughs> Do you ever watch... We're on such a tangent right now. Do you ever watch Naked and Afraid?
0: I actually... No, no, I haven't actually. Um You should watch that show it's I know a, there was I've heard like recaps of stories of people, but no, I haven't actually watched it.
1: It's fantastic. You really should watch that show. Um Loki, I kinda wanna like su- submit an audition for that show. I kinda wanna do yeah. it. Um, <laughs> but uh there's always like it's like you know the concept of the show, right? There's two people, they're out, um they get put out somewhere and they have to survive twenty one days naked. With only uh, two supplies. Wow. Yeah. so do they get to
0: pick the supply?
1: Sometimes. It it changes season after season. So sometimes, like, they'll just, like, they'll have – they each have a bag. And then sometimes they'll have, like – they'll each be given something. And they'll have a map. But the new seasons, they each get to bring their own item. And depending on the the, the, the area, they may Mm. also get, like, an additional item. Like – if if what if they didn't if they didn't bring uh a pot or something maybe they'll supply them a pot something like that wow um but there's always like the people who are like fuck it i'm just gonna drink this water anyway and the oh. partner they do like those little confessionals and they're, like well i'm just gonna wait to see if he drinks the water because um i don't want to get sick <laughs> that's that's <laughs> like you so right That'll be me too. If you want to drink it, that's fine. I'll be thirsty for a little bit longer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and just like you were saying about tangents, all of this was to say that on my walk <laughs> back from Half Dome, you could see every single star. It looked like something out of the movies. I know you've seen Avengers. Have you seen Avengers? Yeah. All right, so you know, like in in the beginning of the second one, like they're out in space, you can see everything. Like, yeah. that's what it looks like out there in the middle of the night. Like, you can see everything. Every yeah. twinkle is crazy. Is so crazy. I don't know if you've um, I've I've been to a lot of places. I've been to Arches um, when it's the middle of the night. I've been to um, some spots in Arizona in the middle of the night, nothing compares to Yosemite at night on a clear night. Let's get that straight too.
1: (laughs) I mean, like I was in death Valley and uh, I camped in death Valley and that was, Mm -hmm. that was beautiful. And even though, and we had a, we had a full, not a full moon, but it was a pretty large moon and we still saw Mm -hmm. a lot of stars, but I will say the most, I think the, the, the best uh, show I've had was actually at Lamarck lakes, um mm-hmm. because it was also the tail end of the that last meter shower that we had. So yeah. it was like we were literally right below the Milky Way and it was like the the shooting stars were wow. shooting across the Milky Way. So and that was like my first time seeing it that clearly. So um uh, Wow. That was really beautiful.
0: <laughs> See, we're all the way off now. I, I gotta tell you about this other thing. <laughs> so I, I love space. I I, I always like Growing up, like, I remember one year for my birthday, my mom's like, what do you want for your birthday? And I was just like, a globe.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> she's like, a globe? <laughs> oh, yeah, and a telescope. <laughs> so yeah. she's like, okay. <laughs> you know, like, so, like, that. that's what type of kid I was growing up. So, um, like, I, I have a telescope now. And um, I don't know if you're you know this or not, but you can see Jupiter and Venus. They're kind of right next to each other right now. And with the oh, telescope, wow. you can see the moons around Jupiter, which okay. is even crazier. But um, that is cool. Yeah, I just I just was thinking about that. Yeah, but enough tangents from me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, look, I've had several.
0: <laughs> but yeah, no, it's 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 good. It's it's a good conversation, and um, like I, I just you know that's what it really comes down to. Like if we can just bounce off of each other and like, you know, the first 45 minutes of this, like we didn't even get into anything, (laughs) you know, we got into things, but you know, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) yeah It wasn't anything on like hiking at all, which is fine and good. And I actually like it that way because I want people to understand and, and
1: learn a little bit more, you know? And, um, well, this was a well-rounded conversation. We talked about everything. We talked about mental health. We talked about hiking. We talked about mm-hmm. politics a little bit. We talked about diversity. We talked about race relations. We talked about everything. We talked about food Ooh. for a second. Yes. Yeah.
0: Oh, man. Let's talk about food. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no but yeah, but um, yeah, I, there's there's a little bit more, but um. I'll try to wrap this up. I know. I mean, it's 11 o'clock out here right now. Oh,
1: yeah. You're so, um, so late for you. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I'm still not going to sleep for a long time, but okay. <laughs> you might have, so you might have things to do. So, <laughs> so I, I wouldn't want to, you know, keep anyone and it's already, you know, an hour and 40 minutes in, which I'm fine with. Um, I did, I did one podcast and it was four hours long. So, um, I'm not trying to keep you here that long.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, look, I'm happy. I'm cool. I'm cool for now.
0: All right. All right. Um, yeah. If anything, just, just tap on the mic or something. I'll be like, oh, there it is. <laughs> <know."> <laughs> <Got> it. <laughs> all right. So, um, I was going to ask you like, um, do you have any crazy hiking stories? Like anything? That's yes. Like crazy. That's happened.
1: Yeah. I do have one. And, to not reveal any names, I went on a hike with a friend. It was one mm-hmm. of the hikes that I mentioned. Uh, um, and it was a big hike and it was snowing. Oh, it, ha- it had snowed. And so this was also my first time hiking in the snow. This was Okay, mm-hmm. this is my first big hike, period. This is my first big hike. <laughs> this is my first big camping trip. This was like a lot of firsts for me. Mm-hmm. My first time hiking in the snow, um, my first time hiking where bears and mountain lions are prevalent. Um, And it's in the winter, so it's cold. So we're we're doing this hike, a big hike. And um, I'm also not like acclimated to high elevations just yet. Like I'm in pretty good shape, but I, especially at the time that I was so new to it. Um, I was not an expert hiker, so I was moving a little bit slower pace, but also I want to sit and, and take in the sights sometimes you know what i mean like the hike followed this like beautiful like river it, it do you watch lord of the rings
0: no Ugh, i actually have seen you know, I right, let me say i i did watch them like when they first came out so okay. i kind of am cloudy on them but and they're actually good movies actually i they're actually really like the movies,
1: movies but anyway <laughs> i digress they are it's in the it's in sequoia so the, the those huge trees there's snow on them there's ice in the water it's just it's a really pretty pretty scene so i'm like and i'm hungry so i'm like i'm just gonna sit and eat breakfast on this rock mm-hmm. and enjoy the view uh but my friend was like I'm, I'm gonna keep going ahead and um i'm like that's fine i'll catch up so i did that We so we did that a couple times i just kind of needed to take a break i always call back up and um When we finally got to the top, um, we got separated, and like, um, it's so vast at the top. It's so strange, like you climb the mountain, but it just seems like you're in a valley. It's it's really weird. Um, So. and it's the snow, you know, the snow muffles sound. So mm-hmm. I'm like calling and calling and calling him. He can't hear me. Obviously, I don't have any cell service because you're on top of a mountain. No. So like we kind of get separated. And I'm like, oh, I'm kind of getting nervous. Um, so I finally find him. And we stop and we're like, okay, let's stop for lunch. And we decide that we're going to have lunch at the lake. So I'm thinking that we're going to the lake that we are going to hike to. Uh uh-huh. and at this area there's there are three different lakes. So the <laughs> lake really does not help much. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm just like sitting I I wait I you know I get up to go like find him he's gone. I'm like, oh, okay, let me go hike up this lake. So then I'm, I go to the first lake. I don't see his footprints in the snow anywhere. So I'm like, okay, he must not be that way. He must have hiked to the second lake. So I'm hiking up this lake, to this lake. I remember like further down, there was a sign that said uh, trail closed to blah, blah, blah lake. But I did not, it did not occur to me that this was that trail that was closed. <laughs> and it was closed <laughs> because it was so dangerous because it was this pure ice. So I'm hiking up on this this trail by myself i'm literally like falling off of the trail like sliding off the side of it and i'm like finally get to like this top where i finally get some footing and i see where like the lake is and but i don't see a trail anymore at all i literally i'm not even kidding you i there was one step i took that if i would have went over i think maybe one more foot i would have dropped off the side of the mountain because you just could not see because of the snow yeah yeah it was the most terrifying thing. And then like coming back down and like my uh, I'm at, the snow was like up to my knees too at this point. Uh-huh. So I'm like trying to like, Oh my goodness. Yeah, trying <laughs> to get through this snow to get back down, but also like trying to stay on the trail um, and then, you know, in my head, I'm thinking the worst I'm like, oh my, there's going to be a mountain lion It's about to just, <laughs> about to just come out and Get me out of nowhere And uh, so I finally, like, get back down To an area where I'm like, I feel safer And then, like, he's, like, coming up after me Because he couldn't Find where I went, so mm-hmm. We finally met back up, but that was, like The scariest, because it's also Getting dark at this point, I forgot to tell you that Like, the sun's oh. going down um, And he has the car keys Oh, <laughs> definitely
0: need to stay with him. <laughs> yeah,
1: hey man, definitely wow. need to make some decisions about what happens when y'all go missing. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't do that.
0: Oh man, uh, that's that's crazy though, man. You got to be safe. Yeah. Did you have any um? Like, did you have any spikes?
1: No, because I wasn't anticipating, this was my first, I barely had hiking shoes. You know, I know, I just, I literally bought those boots <laughs> for that trip. So I didn't yeah. have poles, I didn't have hiking, I had a stick, I had like a walking stick. Uh-huh. The- <laughs> that was the one I had. And a pocket knife.
0: Hey, yep. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's all I you had. need. You could have went barefoot if you want. No, no, no I could not. <laughs> I had a pocket knife and a stick. And a prayer. Oh, man. Yeah, man. Um, on that, on that hike, did you, um, like you had a backpack as well, right?
1: Yeah. Or did yeah. you have a backpack?
0: Did you, um, have, I did, anything,
1: have a backpack, yeah.
0: did you have everything in there that you would like, that you would take now or did from that experience, did you learn like, Hey, I don't need to, I don't need to take this or I do need to take this. Um,
1: was um, uh, yeah I, I well the thing is like now I have a, actually have a back uh, my backpacking backpack is mm-hmm. is actually all packed up and it's like ready to go so whenever I go backpacking again I'm, just, I'm I can just grab my bag and everything is in it but for mm-hmm. hikes where I'm not because we had we car camped so like every you know all of our like real supplies were in the car still mm-hmm. and yeah. because of, it's bear country up there you have to store your food and those bear can this bear canisters at the uh-huh. in the parking lot, so I didn't have much extra food, so I know now to bring extra food extra water um I think hiking with poles is now that I've like done baldy with poles i I think any big hike from now on I'll have my my hiking poles and that was something I didn't have at the time and waterproof boots yeah are uh, essential and <laughs>
0: I I still want to get some um, some trekking sticks. I need to get some of those. Um,
1: get it from LL Bean.
0: From where?
1: LL Bean is where I got mine from.
0: Okay. Is that online? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah.
1: You never I'll heard of LL Bean? That out.
0: No, I uh, was <laughs> like, what out, is that? Right?
1: It's been around forever.
0: Okay. Yeah, that, that just shows where I am. <laughs> I'm <laughs> just like, what? No, no, the only yeah. Thing I've heard of is <laughs>
1: Patagonia, REI,
0: Dick's Sporting Goods.
1: <laughs> LLB is in the same category as Dick's Sporting Goods. Like wow. in, the, in the sense of like when they've been I, I really feel like LLB probably came out before Dick's, to be honest.
0: So is it in California?
1: No, it's like a it's a it's a national company.
0: Okay. All right.
1: Can't I'm believe you check that out. LLB. Like their duck boots are like are a staple. In the outdoor world, at least it feels like. Yeah. Wow. 1912 is um, when it was founded. That is Google. Okay. <laughs> and it's it's LL Beam. Yeah, LL Beam.
0: All right. I'm I'm looking it up. Oh, there it is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm hecka late, man. I'm definitely late. I need to check this out, though. That's cool. See, learn something new. Mm. I learned something new today. New site and I to go think to. A true
1: brand ambassador.
0: <laughs> yep. All right. Um. So, do you? All right. So I know things are crazy right now. We got COVID going on, but um, like COVID or not, where's your next
1: adventure going to be? Okay, so I actually. I have no idea, um, <laughs> because of because uh, like I said earlier. I, at this point, I'm just kind of waiting to see what happens. Um, I would. I just actually went to Seattle
0: uh, mm-hmm.
1: a couple weekends ago um, on a on, a, on a, a sponsored trip, and I love Seattle, but I, you know, at the time, I hadn't planned on taking that trip. You know. Yeah. It was just some, an opportunity that came up, and I took it. So yeah. um, I, I'm open. I'm, I'm open, but I, I I need to get out of this country for sure. Mm-hmm. I think that <laughs> if I I think that if I'm going to do, I'm, first of all, I'm, I'm going to take these flights. It's, I'm going to go where Google Flights tells me to go. <laughs> to be honest <laughs> with you, like I'm going to look at like where is like the most. The desirable place that is the cheapest, mm-hmm. cheapest. Because I still want to do Africa. Um Yeah. Th- let's say Africa is gonna be one of those trips, but I'm also gonna take like a random trip someplace else. I need to be like spontaneous and do something that I have not done before. Okay. So not That's going to London. Great. No. <laughs> no.
0: Hey, so um, I, I know I didn't ask this question, but like, so you you've done a
1: lot of traveling as it is, right? Um, I I don't consider myself as there are people who have traveled a lot more than me i'm still okay. I'm still pretty new to it
0: yeah so like like outside of the country like what um what places have you been to
1: um so in order i went uh so i done barcelona uh naples um like the amalfi coast area in italy rome florence venice um Paris London Uzbekistan <laughs> <laughs> um Did I miss anything? Yeah, that's all I've been to outside outside of the country. Okay. That's still a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's like randomly threw in Uzbekistan in there. I mean, oh man. Oh, went- Istanbul. Istanbul.
0: Istanbul. Okay.
1: I forgot
0: about it, wow, yeah it's um it's kind of funny, like since well, when I was in the military, so I was there, I went to Japan, I went to Thailand uh you know like those you know Iraq mm-hmm. my favorite place to go
1: definitely got to go back there. I am joking some um, people like I mean I guess more Iran than Iraq, but people really like that area of the world that area
0: is actually amazing like yeah you have to understand i mean we may think of it a certain way here but when you go there like like there was a mall that looked like the titanic and Mm. like like it looked like a ship and it was the biggest mall it had every single place that you could think of inside of it like all of the top designer places all of the regular places that you go to bath and body works, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) everything was in there. But, um, I guess what I was saying is like, besides like my earlier years and like actually having a choice on what I can do, I've been to like Canada, I've been to, um, Belize. Um, but I want to get off this continent. (laughs) right? cuz yeah. like all those places are cool and amazing and I loved it at those places but I'm like I want to go somewhere that's on like across the water. I you really know? want to
1: go to Iceland. I
0: really want to go to Iceland. Hey, I want to see those northern lights.
1: Oh, that's like oh, my, and, absolutely oh, yeah, bucket list for sure. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah.
0: Um Iceland sounds amazing. Like I've seen pictures of there and um Man, it's just breathtaking. Like a lot of places besides the US yeah, <laughs> are right. just breathtaking. I don't know why, but I'm just like, man, I got to go there.
1: Well, Cuz they so, actually are. <laughs> yeah. Um the so countries. Real. They're older countries, you know. Mhm.
0: Um yeah, you ever like thought about like going to like the Dolomites?
1: The Dolomites, where is that?
0: Um where
1: exactly is
0: that? Um, oh, in Italy.
1: Um, yeah. I'd go anywhere. <laughs> I, I, um, yeah, I definitely. I mean, especially, so like one of my, um, I want to go back to Italy and I want to, I really want to explore the, the countryside, like more like the nature, mm-hmm. like get outside of this because <clears throat> I've done like the big cities there. Yeah. But um, yeah, Italy's, uh, from photos that I've seen. Gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. So, yeah. I like, I want to go to like New Zealand and uh, all this stuff. But yeah, I, I definitely this this place um, looks looks uh, really really stunning.
0: Yeah, um, I definitely I, I definitely want to get there as well. Like, but um, yeah, that's 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 good, man. Like, at least you have an idea of, you know, like where you want to go, like. But um so let's let's hope that this all just like let's hope that we can all stay quarantined for this amount of time that they need us to right get rid of all this and then we can go back to regular life
1: Yeah, <laughs> let's hope. Yeah. Oh I hope man. To this podcast and this how they want to like pay attention and not be morons. <laughs> it's like pulling teeth.
0: Like, like no, I don't want to stay in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to the bars yeah. and talk Calling to people, people in their faces.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> man, lower teeth, lower hands, is all it is.
0: Right? Just I just go around high five everybody all day.
1: <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> oh, man, it's crazy. Um do you have any um any tips for beginning hikers?
1: Um yeah, I would say if someone is curious about getting into hiking, I think the the easiest way to do it is just to do it. You know what I mean? And I think that there are people who have a lot of significant valid fears about hiking, um, like, you know, being in the woods. I wrote an article for Melanin Base Camp. um, It's called Lions and Tires and Black Folks Online. Uh, And it kind of talks about the why uh, black people don't hike enough well why mm-hmm. we don't hike much it kind of goes through the history of it um you know historically the woods are a scary place for black people, so yeah. there is that fear that is ingrained in us from uh, uh generational trauma but yeah. so there it, it's 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 okay to be afraid of the unknown so but th- if you are if you have a interest in it and you want to know what all the fuss is about, I think there are ways to do it um just You know keeping in mind that the definition of hike is just a walk outside you know so Mm -hmm. start by going to parks you know start by doing trails and parks um if you don't live near a mountain range i'm sure there's like an area that's like a wood a woodsy walk or trail or something like that that you can do if you feel safe obviously go in a group um Mm -hmm. i would say that just to kind of get started but also like don't feel like you need to have all all the gear that all the you know the the, the uh frequent hikers have like you don't need to have all that stuff to go hiking i think that's a big fear for a lot of people a fear a, and yeah. a, a, um, a barrier because they don't want to spend the money on all that stuff like you don't want to spend yeah. the money on like, really expensive hiking but it's be expensive it can get really really expensive yeah for sure um and i bought my things over time And I got Mm -hmm. things handed down to me. Like I got a a tent handed down to me. I bought a cheap sleeping bag at first um, from Amazon. Um, My first hiking boots, I actually got like good hiking, well, decent hiking boots um, at first. But Mm -hmm. before then, I was just hiking in old sneakers. You know what I mean? So, like, there are ways to do it. So just don't. Don't allow like those kind of excuses to prevent you from going, but obviously you have to be prepared. I think you know, do all the research you can on the trail that you um are going on, yeah, wear sunscreen, black people you gotta <laughs> we gotta wear sunscreen too
0: yeah uh, don't don't believe the hype, yeah, <laughs> I've pilled a lot
1: <laughs> have like you
0: know I used to think that like, oh no, black people don't have to wear that. And then I realized, oh, I definitely have to wear that. (laughs)
1: Yes, (laughs) gotta be careful. Bring sunscreen. Yeah, yeah, and bring and drink a lot of water. Don't underestimate the importance of having extra water. Yeah,
0: and um, I I thought it was really interesting. You have a lot of you, uh, so you have a a lot of blogs. Uh, That one that you were just talking about, where um, you know the generational um,
1: trauma and things like that um where where can we find that at it's um it's so there's a um a group called melanin base camp um i encourage everyone to to follow you don't follow them you should follow them on instagram it's called melanin base camp they're great um i'm gonna check them out right now uh, but they also have a website melaninbasecamp.com where they feature um bipoc hikers and riders and creators um so i was a guest writer on for for the website mm-hmm. and uh so my article lives there so you can you can google it just google lions and tires and black folks and that's the, it's the first thing that pops up but it's melaninbasecamp.com all right and it's interesting i actually wrote it last year last <laughs> summer and it's um Here it is It's so, it's much more relevant this year than, and you know, like the, the amount of uh, attention that it got this year because of everything that went on this summer was remarkable. Mm -hmm. So I think that's another, like, that's why I think having content everywhere is important because it's like, you know, this content, no, it wasn't getting the hits that I wanted it to get back then, but it's relevant today. And a lot of people took a lot out of it, the information that was there. so it's important that even if no one listens to this podcast this week or whenever you publish it, maybe they'll go back in a year, six months. Yeah. A year day.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool to see people like starting to realize things, you know, and see things. And um, that, I mean, like you said, like when it first came out, people didn't really have an eye to it, but now it's like people are starting to see it. And, mm-hmm. That's sometimes um, that's the way things work, and um, I'm ha- yeah I, I'm actually excited. I want to I, I, actually I'm looking at it right now. Um, I'm <laughs> so I'm I definitely think it's, gonna
1: I think it's a great article. I think everyone should
0: read it. <laughs> yep. I'm gonna put that. Li- I'm gonna put the link in um, the description as well, so people can find it and know exactly what we're talking about. And um sure. yeah, so like, you know, to wrap things up, like um, where can people find you? Like, so I know you kind of said in the beginning, like yeah. you know, you got the dot com, you got the podcast and things, but like kind of just like give us a rundown really quick of what yeah. you got going
1: on. You can find me easily if on Instagram at Joshu Trippin. My blog is www.joshu tripping.com. I have a Twitter that I never use. Called, and my handle is Joshu Tripping. Everything is Joshu Tripping. Um, and yeah, my podcast is called Joshu Trippin, a black guy's travel podcast. Um, I'm on hiatus. I'll start back up in the new year. But um, yeah, that's me, Joshu Trippin. I stay tripping. <laughs> You always tripping, man. Yeah, but with no G. No G though. Yeah, tripping. no. No. Josh tripping.
0: <laughs> Not tripping. Yeah. Just tripping. You gotta you gotta Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, and I'll definitely put those um, those different spots all those um those links well the thing the crazy thing is you can't really put the links in like i'll, I'll try to put them in as as easy as possibly but um yeah i definitely want people to um be aware of what you got going on because i feel it's a lot of good stuff and, sure um, appreciate yeah appreciate it yeah no problem um but yeah i i don't have any other questions man <laughs> It was a great um, conversation. Yeah, it, it was definitely good. Um, a lot of like just us talking. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't like just like stuck on a script. And um, I like it that way. It's good. Yeah, so, sure. yeah. But um, I want to thank you again for um, being here with us today. And, it was um, my
1: pleasure. Thanks for having
0: me. And no problem. Um, we're gonna have to um, do this again. Um, yeah. Hopefully. Sure soon <laughs> or what? later both you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah all right so this was the in the views podcast this is josh you tripping he's always tripping always. and um, <laughs> and um everyone have a good one i'm out we're out peace